In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So let's play some catch-up. Two weeks ago, Harold Crick showed us how Jesus Christ, as the author of faith, invades our life and changes it into his own story. Last week, Jesus breaks open the disciples' world in order to share his compassion and the continuation of them sharing with the crowd. In each story, Jesus is the protagonist that moves and gives life to the narrative. Jesus works in spite of the other characters and still gets things done. As the author, he brings out the old and the new of our lives and catches them up into one story. Then he breaks open our world by transforming what little we have and catches us up into his compassionate story. In both instances, Jesus does more in us than we ever would have thought. Like taking our broken old stories and putting them back together again into the story of God. Now all the characters, whether it's the disciples or us, are caught up into Jesus, into his hands, and through him, through Jesus, actually embody his life and his good news in the world. Now today, Jesus isn't working with a little bit of bread and a little bit of fish, but today he's working with a little bit of faith and doubt. Maybe in an ironic kind of way, maybe because it's so little, our eyes are distracted away from Jesus and our eyes are turned toward Peter and his failings, his drowning and doubt. For Peter and for anyone else who might venture out into the stormy, dark night of the soul, it's difficult to keep our eyes upon Jesus. In a world that stresses one's faith as work rather than gift, and in a world that stresses dogmatic doubtlessness, I mean, when's the last time you heard of an atheist or a secularist doubting what they believe? In that kind of world, it's easy to drown in your own failures or in others' failures. It's easy to drown because Christians deal with things that are seen differently. When our eyes are diverted from Jesus, they either look at the waves or they look at ourselves. And considering the waves are crashing in upon us, We'd rather look at ourselves. And when we do that, though, doubt must be evil rather than struggling with God, and a little faith must be inefficient for salvation rather than seeing any faith as sufficient to move mountains. As we fight against the storm, we don't see that when we actually wrestle with God, we are very close to him. We don't see that walking on water isn't something we really need for our salvation because boats work just fine getting across the sea. In the midst of drowning, Peter and the rest of us who are with Peter turn our eyes towards Jesus 
because he's the only one who came out onto the sea and stood before us. He's the only one to look at. And with little faith we have, we cry out, Lord, save us. Jesus, working in spite of the other characters, still gets things done even with a little faith. Because with a little faith, Jesus does a lot. Like be our Savior. Now Peter and the rest of us who are with him are the realistic image of faith for the Christian. Peter's the one who calls out for Jesus for salvation, regardless of his doubt and the amount of faith, because Peter simply needs someone to save him. And as Peter is saved, notice he's not put back on top of the water, but he's put back into the boat. Peter doesn't belong out into the storm. Peter doesn't belong walking on water because Jesus does those things just fine by himself. Now, it's true that Jesus does manifest himself as God Almighty when he walks on the water, but it's catching Peter, taking hold of him, reaching out, that he actually manifests himself as Savior. This is why Peter belongs with Jesus and the other disciples in the boat, because it's precisely in the boat where Jesus transforms Peter's storms and the rest of the disciples into peace. So let's play some catch-up. As Peter's words call forth for mercy, for salvation, become our words in the Kyrie. It's in the Kyrie where our eyes return to the protagonist of our life. We, drowning in the stormy seas, in the Kyrie, cry out to Jesus, who then catches us up into his hands and puts us back into the boat, puts us back here into the church. And as we're caught up into the story of Jesus and put back into the boat, we're saved from the storms, but saved for worship. We're saved for worshiping, confessing who Jesus actually is. And this is why we're here this morning. This past week, we ventured out of the boat, and our storm-tossed life has worn us down. But Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has come to us, has caught us up into himself, and now has brought us here this morning, back into the boat. Saved us from the storm, but saved us for peace, for worship, and for confessing. In the name of Jesus, amen.